0: Today's message is number 17 in Nehemiah, A Time for Restoration. And our main text is going to be Ephesians chapter 6 verses 18 through 19. And today I am going to give our church a challenge. It's called the March Challenge, which I will share with you in a minute because the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me that it's not about us just hearing the Word. We need to be doers of the Word. We need to put into practice, and so I'm going to challenge you, and uh, I'll talk more about that March challenge, and even if you're online, you can be a part of this March challenge. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for the message, and then I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Father, I'm praying that you would awaken us that we would be a people who march forward. That if we need to wipe the dust off of our feet, we would wipe the dust off of our feet, but we would be a people who are marching forward. So Lord, restore your people, revive them, speak to us, and help us to put on the full armor of God this morning. In your precious, holy name. Amen. And now, if you can put your hands on your hearts and you can pray this with conviction, nice and loud. Dear Jesus, speak to my heart and change my life. In your precious name, amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 through 19, the message again is march forward. This is the end of the passage on the full armor of God, and Paul says this, with all prayer... And petition, pray at all times in the spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints, and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. So that's our main verses for this morning. The theme is this. We march forward by living right in God's eyes. That's the first fill-in there is march. We march forward by living right in God's eyes. In a few minutes, I also have a new infographic that I just printed. Uh, And this is the first time I've printed this one. I'm going to be passing it out. So there's two handouts there. I'm thankful that it came in the mail. And that's going to go along with the message. So let me introduce more of this message to you. The Lord wants us to march forward and take ground. That's why we put on God's whole armor. We equip ourselves so that we can take back what the enemy has stolen from us. And also, we arm ourselves so that we can advance the good news. And that's why today I want to propose to our church something we are calling the March Challenge. And tomorrow begins March. So February being a shorter month, March begins tomorrow, the first of March. The challenge is simple. It's not complicated. The March Challenge is this. And... I hope all of you can be a part of it. I'm inviting you to to, to be a part of it, but of course I'm not gonna force you. The first part of the challenge is this, practice a daily quiet time every day of March. Practice a daily quiet time every day of March. And then the second part of the challenge is journal your quiet time. That's important. Journaling it, writing it down, And then the third part is share the highlights of your quiet times at least once a week. So we're going to make a little online community through WhatsApp, and it will be an opportunity to share your quiet times. And then next week we're opening up. We're having communion next week. Uh, I don't plan to preach next week. We're going to open it up to actually do what we're talking about today and share from our quiet times. So bring your journals. Come with something from heaven. We want to feed each other the word of God. So what's the purpose of all of this? It's to build community around sharing God's word with one another, to encourage accountability and to develop a godly habit. So it may be that you used to be uh, strong in having a quiet time, with the Lord, and then you've let it fall away. It could be that you're sporadic. But this is something that the Lord wants us to get under our belt. He wants this as a part of our lives. And so this is the challenge before you. And I I believe that in, in the coming this year, I think there's going to be several challenges. And the challenges are so that we can be doers of the word and not just hearers. And I know some of you, this is off the notes, I know some of you are losing your fire and the Lord wants you to draw near to Him and He wants to rekindle that fire again. Guys, enough is enough. We need to get serious about God. And we're going to be talking about that more in this message. My first point is this. Every day, get dressed. In the secret place of prayer. My first point is this. Every day get dressed in the secret place of prayer. So now let me read to you Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18. We've been focusing on this. We're going to focus on it again. This is the passage that the the pillar of fire is resting over for our church. Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Now say the word stand firm. firm. Those two words, stand firm. And verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints, and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in, open, in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the Gospel. And we'll stop there. Now think about getting dressed in the morning. You don't get dressed in front of people. You get dressed in secret, and then you go out into the world. And it's the same with God's armor. Now, guys, I need your help this morning. If you believe the word, say amen. Can I hear you say amen? Can I hear you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) So you don't get dressed in secret. I mean, you do get dressed in secret. You don't get dressed in front of other people. You don't get dressed in front of people. You get dressed in secret. And it's the same with God's armor. You get dressed in the secret place of prayer, and then you can stand firm in this world of temptation. Have you ever had one of those dreams where you go into the world naked, and all, all of a sudden you're out there, as you're just in your underwear, and, and you're all ashamed out in public. Have you ever had one of those type of dreams? <laughs> Nobody's willing to admit it. But it's quite a common dream. <laughs> you didn't know at first you were naked, but then all of a sudden you're in front of people naked. And this is what it's like When you go out into your day without first having time with God, you're going out naked. This is what it's like when you go out without the full armor of God. You're going out naked. Your time with God every day is where you get equipped. This is the time the belt of truth gets buckled around your waist and the breastplate of righteousness gets fit into place. This is when you put on your marching boots, put on your helmet, grab your shield, and take up your sword. And you do this as you spend time with God and you spend time in his word. This equips you. And so my challenge, again, for this march, and it correlates with Lent. Many times churches do certain things during Lent. Usually they give up something, but I'm asking you to do something. And that is have a daily quiet time. Have a daily quiet time. And I'm going to give you some practical points to make this happen. Now, this is not the first time that I've talked about this. And it won't be my last time. And I do not apologize for repeating myself. So I'm going to pass out this infographic soon. But before I do, let me share with you the second point. Live right to pray right. Live right to pray right. James 5.16, it's one of the first verses of Scripture that I memorized. I memorized it from the King James Version. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Let me repeat that. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, a righteous man, avails much. So we're working our way through the armor of God, and specifically, right now, we're in that period of time where we're focusing on putting on the breastplate of righteousness. We're talking about righteousness. And here it's telling us prayer is powerful, but it's only powerful if you're righteous. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And prayer is only going to be po- powerful if you have the breastplate of righteousness on. Yes. Psalm sixty-six eighteen 18 says, If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. If I, if, I if, I if I would cherish, if I had cherished, or if I would regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. So what's in our hearts and what's motivating us is critical to our effectiveness in prayer. So your times of secret prayer are about putting on this breastplate of righteousness, which means also getting rid of the the sin and the iniquity and the ungodly desires that are in our hearts. Repentance is a part of prayer. Confession is a part of prayer. And it's without that, there is no effectiveness in prayer. Through prayer, worship, and reading the word, through listening to God, you are learning to live right. So when you're getting into that secret place and, you, and you're opening up the scripture, you are... Learning to live right. You're hungering and thirsting for righteousness. How does God want me to live? What are the practical things I need to do to live a life that honors him? And this brings us to the story in Joshua that has been on my heart this week. And that is Joshua 7. So if you can turn there to Joshua chapter 7. A number of years ago, we were studying the book of Joshua in in Bible school, in Holy Five Ministry Training School, and the story that most people were gripped by was this story. This was the story that spoke to the students the most. And it's a powerful story, and it has lessons for us today. It's about the battle of Ai and Achan, Achan in Hebrew. And we see here, we'll just read the first couple of verses, but the sons of Israel acted unfaithfully in regard to the things under the ban for Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah from the tribe of Judah, took some of the things under the ban. Therefore, the anger of the Lord burned against the sons of Israel. Now, before this, in Joshua chapter 6 We see that Israel defeats the towering city of Jericho. This was one of their, the things that they, the places that they feared most was Jericho, and this was this great huge stronghold. But through listening to God and surrounding that stronghold with God's presence, the whole stronghold came tumbling down. And it was a huge victory. And it's after your greatest victories when you need to be on guard. Like Paul said, after I preached to others, he he subdued his body so that he himself would not be disqualified for the prize. And it's after your greatest victories that you have to be careful and guard yourself and stand firm. Be careful when you stand lest you fall, as Paul also said. The small town of Ai looked like a piece of cake after Jericho. We can take this easily. We don't need as many men. And now they start to presume, and this is what we can do in our lives. We have a great victory through listening to God, and now we presume that we can do things in our own strength, by our own strategy, by our own wisdom. And what happens when they go to attack Ai is that they get routed out. They they are defeated. And they are totally shocked by this defeat. They are totally surprised by this defeat. We, we see here in front of Ai, even though it's a small little town, the hearts of the people melted and became as water in verse 5 of Joshua 7. And then in verse 6, we read, Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening. Both he and the elders of Israel, they put dust on their heads. They have no idea why they were so defeated. Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, why did you ever bring this people over the Jordan only to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? If only we had been willing to dwell beyond the Jordan. O Lord, what can we... what can I say since Israel has turned their back before their enemies for the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and they will surround us and cut us off and cut us and sorry they will surround us and cut off our name from the earth and what will you do for your great name and what is the how does the Lord respond so here Joshua is lamenting Joshua is surprised How could this be possible? And what does the Lord say to Joshua? Rise up! Why is this that you have fallen on your face? Israel has sinned. And they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. And they have even taken some of the things under the ban and have both stolen and deceived Moreover, they have also put them among their own things. Therefore, the sons of Israel cannot stand. Say that with me, cannot stand. And I want you to see the connection between Ephesians chapter 6 and standing firm and this. Israel cannot stand because they have stolen and deceived and they have this hidden sin that is happening in their camp. Therefore the sons of Israel cannot stand before their enemies. They turn their backs before their enemies, for they have become accursed. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy the things under the ban from your midst. Rise up, consecrate the people, and say, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. For thus the Lord, the God of Israel, has said, there are things under the ban in your midst, O Israel. You cannot stand before your enemies until you have removed the things under the band from your midst. So when they took Jericho, they were supposed to destroy everything. Everything was meant to be an offering to God all the treasure, all the booty. Why? Because it was the first city they conquered and they were to give all their first fruits to God. That's the principle behind that. But many people were, uh, not many people uh, here, we have one person that they he, it's Achan and he hides something in his heart. But I want to say about the many people is many times there's many people that are hiding things. Hiding something in their hearts which is God wants them to get rid of. Let let me uh, explain this some more. No battle is won through our own strength and resources. The battle is the Lord's and this means it's only won through righteousness This means it's only one through righteousness. Israel was totally shocked that Ai drove them away. But there is a lesson here about how we cannot stand firm against the devil and march forward and take hold of God's promises unless we get rid of the things God wants us to get rid of. So what's the solution to their defeat? And what's the solution for us? They need to get rid of the secret sin. And it's just one person holding all of Israel back here. And we know that it's Achan. They need to get rid of the secret sin. Now how does Joshua do this first? He gets up early in the morning. Look at Joshua chapter 7, verse 16. So Joshua arose early in the morning. In order to, he has to first find out the secret sin. He has to find out what is wrong. And so he arises early in the morning. We remember that Jesus arose early in the morning to pray. Arising early means, hey, I'm taking God and his word seriously. Second, so here Joshua gets up. Early in the morning, second, he has to find out what the secret sin is. And Joshua does this by casting lots. Today, we do it differently. We do it by asking the Holy Spirit to search us. The Holy Spirit's fire is like a searchlight. And maybe in the Holy Spirit searching you, you have no secret sin, and that's good. Yet be careful when you stand lest you fall. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Now what's the secret sin? Achan has stolen and hidden some beautiful garments from Shinar, which is also another name for Babylonia. So this Babylonian treasure. He, he's stolen and hid, hidden some of the beautiful garments that he found in Jericho. That was meant to be destroyed, but he took it. It was meant to be the Lord's, but he took it, and he hid it, and he buried it in his tent. And he also stole some silver and gold, and he had it buried under the ground, in the tent, in secret. These were the things from Jericho that were meant to be completely destroyed. They were gods and not to be taken. They were to be considered holy. So they go through the lots, and we read here in Joshua seven twenty one. When I saw among the spoil a beautiful mantle from Shinar, this is Achan speaking, speaking, When I saw among the spoil a beautiful mantle from Shinar and 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold, 50 shekels in weight, then I coveted them and took them, and behold, they are concealed in the earth inside my tent with the silver underneath it. Nor other words, he had this thing buried. And we could have things buried in our hearts. Amen. And God knows about it. The lot found them. The Holy Spirit knows about it. Yeah. And these things that we have buried in our hearts keep us from standing firm against the enemy. They keep us from being a mighty army in God. They keep us from marching forward. But if we get rid of them, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then we can stand strong. After dealing with the secret sin, Israel defeated Ai, but only after they dealt with the secret sin, after they de- dealt with the tainted treasure that was buried in their midst. God gave Israel then a unique strategy, different from Jericho, to take Ai. And I, in the same way, I believe God is giving us a unique strategy this march. And it has to do with this march challenge. And so how can you have a quiet time? And I'm going to share with you five Ps about how to have a quiet time. And I'm going to pass out these infographics for you to have. And I'm thankful that they're just printed. If we, I have more in here if we need some more. Everybody can get them. You can put them in your Bible. Please take good care of them because it costs money to print these things out. And I uh, hope if you can value them. It would be a blessing. So before we get into the P's, just summing up, if we're going to pray effectively, we need to get the secret sin out of our hearts. And then when we do, we're able to stand against the enemy. And you want to use your times of prayer, these quiet times, as times to get everything out of your life which is displeasing to God, which is hidden, which is secret, which is covered up. You may have to do some digging. Joshua had to do some digging. And then when they did the digging, they found what Achan had stolen. They found something buried deep down in there. Sometimes we have got so used to something buried in our heart, so used to it, that we don't even know it's there anymore. And that's why I want to say, let the Holy Spirit do the searching. And let him do the work with you to remove it. Are you hearing me? This, is, this, whole, this whole passage has been on my heart this week. It's key for our church. It's key for our lives. It's key for the church worldwide too. God wants us to be a mighty army. He does not want us to be defeated. Now, Joshua, actually, the whole people had to stone Achan. They stoned the whole family. We, thank God, are not going to be stoning anybody. Because we are under the new covenant. We are in the gospel. But what we do need to do is we need to get radical with sin. And like Jesus says, if your hand is offending you, cut it off. If your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. Again, we're not expecting you to come with one eye. He's telling us to really deal with sin because sin will drag you down. It destroys you. The wages of sin is death. And this is what putting on the breastplate of righteousness means. It means we are repenting, we are confessing our sins, we are guarding our hearts daily. We're letting God do that work in our hearts. So we talked our, fir- our first point was every day get dressed in the secret place of prayer. The second point is live right to pray right. Now with the next, we'll go quicker. And these are the practical things that are in our uh, infographic here. The five Ps to help you have a quiet time. The first is place. Find a place. Find a place. Find a go-to place. And Jesus led by example in this, finding quiet places to pray and meet with his Father. Read what he taught in Matthew 6.6. 6. Let's read this. But when you, when you pray... Sorry, but you, when you pray... Go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So my job is to disciple you, to teach you to be obedient to Christ. It's no use for us just to read this and then go off and not do it. Jesus taught taught us this is how we are to pray but when you pray go into your inner room close your door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you it's all about this secret prayer here and so first find a place or find some places what is your place or places that's the question there what is your place or places so I have a place. My place to go is in my study, but I also have some other places. And one of the places is my new backyard cafe. Wow. And uh, I have a, just a little table there and a little cafe chair chair there, two chairs. And Allison was working on an art project, so out in the backyard, she started to get my little cafe messed up. Uh, some spray paint there and all sorts of things. I said, Allie, you're messing up my backyard cafe. The customers won't like it if it looks this messy. And so there was Allie and Valerie playing around. And as I'm leaving, I hear Valerie whisper to Allison, actually, he has, he has no customers. <laughs> No, I have no customers. I just go out there. It's, like a, it's just a place that I go to to relax, to pray, to spend some time with God, maybe to do some reading, have a cup of tea. That's one of the places I go to. Another place I go to is uh, down by the water, and I'll do prayer walks there. And I was there last night, uh, Sandgate, Shorncliffe there. So there's different places. Anna has a place that she goes to, a couple places that she goes to to pray and get alone with God. Do you have a specific place? A go-to place? That's first. And later what I want us to do is when we have uh, we'll have Anna up here and uh, Victoria if she's able to, and I just want them to play lightly and I want us to write in, what What's my place? Holy Spirit, where, what places should I go and pray? So I want you to actually write down in these notes what your place is or places. The next P is choose a period of time. A period of time. Choose a period of time. We saw that Joshua got up early to pray. We see Jesus got up early to pray. We see Jesus often praying all night. So there was many different times. And we see with Daniel that he prayed in the morning, he prayed in the afternoon, he prayed in the evening, he prayed three times a day. So choose a time, a, cha- a time. Oh, how do I prayer walk? Okay, Lillian. Hey, Lillian. Lillian. Lillian, text me. So I'll get to that in a second. Choose a period of time. So how do I prayer walk? I just, Lillian, what I do is I just walk and I pray. I may be praying in tongues I'm talking to the Lord, I'm meditating on Scripture. If there's no one around, I'm whispering my prayers. Lord, I'm just praying that your glory would come and fill Sunday, that you would awaken the people, that you would awaken our hearts, that we would hear your voice, that you would break through, things like that. And as, I'm, as I'm, and I'm, there's different prayer requests. I may be lifting up to the Lord. And also I'm trying to listen to God too. Um, but also, I use tongues as a, as a way to, uh, to pray, to express those deep groanings of the heart to God. So I'll be praying in tongues, and I'll be praying in English. And every, every prayer walk that I do is different. Now, I'll be praying in a light whisper that when I see somebody walking the other direction, I will stop and just pray in my mind. But one time I was prayer walking, I'm speaking like a whisper, and there's somebody on the bench, and I didn't know they were on the bench. I might have told this before. And here it is, I'm speaking, and then all of a sudden I look, and I see somebody on the bench, and I'm like, (laughs) la-da-da-da-da-da-da. I was trying to cover it up. (laughs) This person thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) So... The next P is choose a period of time. And here we read Mark 135. Mark 135. In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went away to a secluded place and was praying there. So he had this time. So when is your time or when, is, or when are your times? When is your time or times of secret prayer? That's the question. Now, if you don't set a time, you're probably not going to do it. And you need to set that time. And when somebody says, Hey, can I meet with you at that time? Or can you do something at that time? Say, No, I have an appointment. And it's a truth. You have an appointment with God. And you keep to that time. The third P is have a plan. Have a plan. This is number five. Have a plan. For example, you can prayerfully read and study the Gospels or set apart a time to thank God and pray for others. For inspiration, I would say, I would say go to the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 7 through 15, which gives us a pattern of how to pray. And also, 1 Chronicles 16, 8-36 gives us a great example of what to do in prayer. You may have a time of singing. You may have a time of praying for others. But I would say the most important thing is listening to God. Just taking time, being quiet, and listening to God, and reading His Word, and asking Him to speak to you through the Word. So one of my plans that I do is read a psalm a day. I've been off of that for a little bit doing other things, but... This has been for most of my uh, life here in Australia. I'll read one psalm a day, or you could read one proverb a day, or you can read one psalm and one proverb a day because there's 31 proverbs. In, uh, so you can read it uh, one, one for each day of the month, 31 chapters. Let me say 31 chapters in Proverbs. Let me be more precise there. So have a plan. Whatever your plan is, have a plan and then stick to that plan and the Holy Spirit guides you other in another way. You can be guided that way. But do have a plan. What is your plan? What will you do in your quiet times? Another thing you could do is every week we're publishing not just these handouts, but these detailed notes online of the messages. You could take those detailed notes. You could print it out. You can study the verses during the week. You can read them during your quiet times and pray over the message and just unpack it a little bit each week. Uh, A little bit each day. A little bit each day of the week. That's what I have meant to say. A little bit each day of the week. So have a plan and then Six, use pen and paper, journal. Six is use pen and paper, journal. Sometimes people have quiet times, but they don't journal. But I want to say it's so important to write. And we see in Revelation chapter 1, verse 11. The Lord is speaking, Jesus is speaking to John, and he says, write in a book what you see and send it to the seven churches. So all throughout Scripture, God is telling the prophets and the apostles to write, write, write. Now, your writing, as I've said before, will never take the place of Scripture, but your writing will help you to understand Scripture, engage with God, write. You can write out your prayers, So have a journal, and this is what I want us to do next week. Bring your journal. If you don't have one, buy a nice pen, buy a nice journal. Take it seriously, and then come next week and share some of the highlights of what the Lord has been speaking to you in your quiet times. And the goal of this challenge is to be consistent, to do it every day, and to make it such a special part of your day. Luke 5.16 on this info card, it says, but Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. And then lastly, practice praying daily. Practice praying daily. So you learn how to cook by practice. You learn how to play an instrument by practice. In the same way, you learn how to pray through practice. The more you pray, the richer your times with God will become. I am not telling you how long you should pray. For me, when I first started out in this journey of prayer, it was a big deal for me to pray for five minutes. And then the Holy Spirit began to teach me how to pray. Ram used to bring, Ram Marrero used to bring a challenge before us many years ago. He says, spend seven minutes with God for 21 days. The key thing is being consistent every day, spending seven minutes with God. You may want to do longer. I am not telling you how much. I just want you to begin and do it consistently. Have that period of time that's part of that challenge and practice praying daily. And as you practice, you grow. And the whole purpose of it is that you would have that personal relationship with God. And this is going to be the very strength of your life. I'll tell you that I could not survive with all the stuff that has happened to Anna and I over these 21 years. I could not survive unless... I was spending, and Anna and I were spending daily time with God, alone with God. So I'm teaching you a survival technique, survival strategy. But also, this is how we march forward as a church. So this is the challenge that I'm putting before you. Practice a daily quiet time every day of March. Journal your quiet time and share the highlights of your quiet times at least once a week. Now, there is a QR code on the handout. And all you have to do is scan that code. And I'm taking this challenge seriously. You, in it, it's saying, I commit to the March challenge. And you put your name, your email, your phone number. And it's about committing. And those who commit, we're going like to have a WhatsApp group where we can text what, one another the different encouragements we're receiving from the Word. Now, it's not, I'm looking just at least once a week, you sharing with the group what you are receiving from the Lord. We have to watch out that one person doesn't hog it all, but the whole thing is that we are building this community of sharing what God is speaking to us and just sharing some encouragement. It doesn't have to be long. It just could be a verse. It could be a few words. It could be a paragraph. You could take a snapshot of your journal, but the goal is to share it with all those who are taking this challenge. And if you're not a part of this church, but you're with us online, you can also go to brisbanefire.com, and on the top banner, you can click on it. It says, you know, take part in the March challenge, and you can click on that. That will lead you to where this QR code will lead you. And then it just brings you to a simple page. You fill out your details. And you're going to be a part of this March challenge. Now, I'm hoping that we can all be a part of this. And But I know sometimes we're kind of slow. Oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Listen, let's do this. It's not too difficult. Even the children, even the young ones, even the teenagers can spend time with God daily. And journal it down and and write it down. You could do it as a family. We can all take part in it. So in a few moments, I'm going to get the worship team up. And then as they just play quietly, I want you to write down like what your place or places are, what your time will be. Um, what your plan will be, if you have a pen of pens, you know, like a plan to get a journal if you don't have one. I just want you to write in there. Again, if you're at home, you can go to BrisbaneFire.com. You can click on the top banner. You can be a part of this challenge. It's only for March, but the goal is that it continues on in our lives and this becomes a part of our lives and that we're not just hearing the word, but we're doing it. So again, it's practicing a daily quiet time every day of March, journaling your quiet time. And by that, some, sometimes in my journal I have like pages in one day and sometimes I just have a few verses or a few words on other days. It's different every day. And then the, the last thing is share the highlights of your quiet times at least once a week. And we're going to be doing this corporately next week. So I'm hoping that we can all be a part of this. Oh, yeah, and I know how it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be, I don't know if I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden, maybe, maybe next, next week, or I guess you can sign up anytime in March. But you might say, oh, maybe next week I'll start. But March will go by in a flash, and this time will go by in a flash, so act quick. One of, the, one of the things I noticed is when the government said a few weeks ago, the government said, everybody has to wear a mask, and you even have to ma- wear a mask in the car, and they told us a few hours before we had to do this. And then the whole place is going on a shutdown. Whole city, 2 million people, everybody's on a shutdown. And I, immediately, everybody started wearing masks. I was driving in the car, and I was looking. I I was thinking, surely people are not going to wear masks in the car. And I looked at every Brisbaneite. Everybody was wearing a mask in the car. Then Gideon said he went on a walk. He was by himself. He didn't wear a mask. Somebody was shouting at him, wear a mask. This was one day, the whole just less than 24 hours. Everybody wear a mask. The whole city said yes. How come we are like, yes, wear a mask, but when it comes to praying and spending time with the Creator of the universe, we're like, oh, I'll think about it. Yeah. Put it on! Yeah, I mean. And what we put on is much greater than the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're putting on the belt of truth, yeah. we're putting on the breastplate of righteousness. We're putting on the marching boots and the helmet of salvation. This is what you're doing when you have that quiet time. You're putting it on. And surely if people can do it for putting on a mask, which is is good for health. But if we could do it for a mask, we could surely do it in putting on the armor of God. Amen? And then we could be quick to do it. So... That's my encouragement, but I'm not going to force you. But this is all about accountability. So you can go to brisbanefire.com or you can scan this. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite up the worship team. And for the first moments, we are just going to write down what what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, the time, the place, and things like that. Then, after that, we're going to get Tuli and Lenny and the family to come forward, and we're going to pray for them. And I'll talk about that more after this short time. So don't leave now. We're all going to pray for Tuli and Linny and their family in a moment. But first, I want us to just focus on what we've been talking about here. So Father, I'm praying for us that we as a church would march forward, that we would take seriously our times with you, that we would be faithful in the secret place, that we would be those who are putting on the armor of God, and also that we would be getting rid of, out of our hearts, we would be getting rid of secret sin, things that are displeasing to you, covetousness and lust and idolatry and pride. And whatever it is, whatever it is that may be in our hearts that is not pleasing to you, that we're hiding there, help us to dig it out and put it on the cross and to crucify our sin with Christ. So I pray, Holy Spirit, you would be the searchlight this morning. And that you would help us to practically just write down these things. And I I commit this challenge into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. So guys, take a moment to, take some moments to pray. Take some time to, to write down and fill in these practical things like a place and time and a plan. And we'll do this for a few minutes. Maybe about three to five minutes, and then we're going to pray for Tuli.